0: And welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to one financial coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins, begins here. Right.
1: That's right. I joined in with That's you at right. the very end. That's <laughs> right. Hello, everybody.
0: How's it going, guys? Nice. Kim, do you know what's going on this week?
1: No, what is going on?
0: Well, number one, I feel
1: like I should know.
0: Number one, spring break is coming, so we're going on a little yes. bit of a drive down to South Carolina I'm to excited. get some much-needed pr per, relaxation. What did they call that? What are the um, two letters? R in, rest, R and R.
1: R and R. I was like, uh,
0: S and P. To get up. That's R and, R and B. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of rhythm and blues. Salt and pepper. <laughs> get some much and see, and We r can't r. even get our thoughts together. We need no, some we serious R&R. R. We do.
1: It has been a very busy... r r We need to be pirates. It's been a super busy month of just whirlwind and our kids and us have been trading off sickness. Nothing too intense, but just enough to just knock you off so that you're a little bit tired at the end of the day. And it's just been, this, I mean, I'm loving what we're doing with this podcast. This is a passion project of ours. But we, like the beginning of this month, were cooking through some serious, like midnight oil, <laughs> getting these podcast episodes out and getting everything set up. So, this month, although has been so rewarding and amazing, has also been so exhausting
0: i feel so like exhausting. in a lot of ways i feel like we just started this podcast I but know. do you know what else is happening this week what else we're going into the double digits baby double digits. episode 10
1: episode 10 is
0: already here Two
1: whole hands is that yeah. your
0: deep voice is that like your double like, digits before the movie starts that's like your trailer voice in
1: a world that's my that's i love my that one. that is was nice one?
0: was that good i should have you do the whole intro next time
1: I'll try it. I'll do it in my best darn voice. Mm. Everyone loves to talk about his voice, and I cannot hear it.
0: So we're recording episode ten this Friday. This is episode nine, and we are starting a new topic, Mm -hmm. which is probably going to stem into the next four episodes. I think because it's such, it's a good one, a necessary topic. It's a always trending topic. It's a divisive topic. Mm. We are talking about money but we're talking about communication around money Ooh, with your spouse and this, this is something that is mm-hmm, is needed right mm-hmm.
1: not only is it needed it's not talked about enough and if you do talk about it there's normally some hot topics around it right hot topics as to how it should be done hot topics about why like, one, excuses. There's a lot of limiting beliefs and excuses around there about talking to their spouse about finances. And uh, in the realm of of what I talked about in terms of female, female entrepreneurs, this is a huge hot topic that comes up in every single um, conversation I have, when, especially when there's a spouse involved, is the communication. How do we get on the same page? And I just, I love this conversation.
0: And we see this beyond just your clients, right? Yeah. We see this in you know media we see mm-hmm. this in our own community we see this in our church we mm-hmm. see this in your clients right but this is kind of what the whole center of our very first episode on this podcast was about right it's the core we we looked at the book we should all be millionaires and we looked at the takeaway women have been socialized to believe that they are not good with money you know it's not just that women have been socialized, but men have been socialized to believe that women are not good right? It it Mm -hmm. goes both ways. It does. So that definitely plays a part Mm -hmm. in relationships. So this is just such a great topic I'm so excited to just get into this and this
1: is gonna be good
0: you know spend the next three or four episodes really just get into this and giving people tips and strategies and takeaways like it's this is great
1: this is a good time to plug in for Graham fam so if you have not heard that we have a membership opportunity um, and what you're able to get is more deep dives into these topics that we're talking about so like we already created the content for this one and it's just gonna be amazing we're gonna give you step by steps how we communicate communicate the exact formula, if you want to call it, of how to even start the conversation with your spouse. And it's so valuable. And when you think about all the things, if you put it into practice, there's no way that you're not going to get um, a, a positive outcome in your money and a positive outcome in your communication with your spouse if you do what we ask you to do in gram fam <laughs> like if you follow our
0: our advice there. So speaking of gram fam, our last episode we talked about we really had a little battle, didn't we, between we did. motivation, motivation and, and discipline. Discipline. And
1: I was team discipline.
0: And I was team motivation and team motivation came out on top. No,
1: it did not team motivation did not come out on top.
0: Well, you know but, what? Let's just leave that up to the viewers so you're going to have to watch. go back in and, and watch and, and see who they think mm-hmm. came out on top. Because
1: it was that was that was a good episode. It was, it was totally me. It was a really good episode and it was like I I feel like I really got in my feels and I got real fired up like cuz that is that is a topic that I went off on several of my stories <laughs> after after like the day after I was like I need to just talk about this to my clients and everyone like discipline Is where the magic happens. Stop focusing on motivation. So it was was a good episode.
0: So here's where we're going today. All right. We are going to talk about number one, why is it so important Mm -hmm. to talk about money with your partner? Why is that such a big deal?
1: It seems like it's a no-brainer, but if it was a no-brainer, then everyone would be doing it. Right. So yeah.
0: Then we're going to jump into why do couples have or tend to have just like that one Mm -hmm. money-minded individual and one who is not. Why does yeah. one person always take the mantle and the other person kind of takes a backseat? Why, yeah. why Why is that? Is that? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to wrap up today by pretty much talking about why we disagree mm-hmm. with the notion of just one person handling the finances and the other one taking a backseat.
1: Buckle up.
0: So that's where we're going. So let's kick it off with why it is so stinking important to talk about money with your partner.
1: Mm. Listen, this is... Yeah, go ahead. Go, go with your statistic. Okay. So I love statistics.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't start, love... Start
1: with that because once I start going... <laughs> right.
0: Who doesn't love a good statistic, right? So this statistic is a study from the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. Mm. They found that 25% of men mm-hmm. and 15% of women have had an affair And that is the number one reason for divorce. Mm -hmm. Shortly after that, though, and here's the point, shortly after cheating, one of the next like number one reasons why people have a divorce is because of finances. And also another category is communication. So you're really looking at two Mm -hmm. different reasons here why couples tend to split up. Right. Money and talking. I'd be really... And we're going to talk about money and talking.
1: Money and talking. I'd be really curious to see like a lot of times with infidelity affairs, there's a lot of hidden agendas with their finances, right? So if there's not communication around money, um, there's a chance that you have no idea, like not saying that you should talk to your spouse around money so you know if they're cheating or not. (laughs) That's not what I'm necessarily saying. However... When you decide that you want to marry the person that you're going to marry, your best friend, the person you're going to live with forever, the person you're saying this is what we're going to build our our legacy and have a family with, like this is a this is not just a a a question or an answer that you just were like, "Eh, yeah, sure, let's get married today, right? Like if that's really what you view your spouse as, um, it's not a matter of peeking into the other person; it's a matter of. I trust you, you trust me. This is our legacy. So if we're going to do better for our kids, for each other, we need to have a conversation. There cannot be any, you know, closets that are not cleaned out. Like there can there can't be any secrets around money. <laughs> and if you do have them, I just feel like that opens the door for infidelity because then there's hidden agendas. Oh, I don't have to tell my spouse because they're not going to look at the money anyway so I can hide and go ahead and have this affair or I can spend this money on I've seen a lot where there's gambling involved or using money just inefficiently throwing it away and you know all, all along the idea of like well they're not going to know and I just feel like it just I, it all ties together
0: shame shame I, I know, know your, your name. name another new girl quote listen listen <laughs> Why is it important to talk about money with your spouse? Because according to this statistic, quite literally, your relationship, your marriage, depends on it. Yeah. Right. Your marriage is at risk. Sure, you might beat the odds. You know, you might not talk about money with your spouse. You guys might meet the odds. You might live a happy life together. Congratulations. Mm. But statistically, Mm -hmm. you know, about one in five of you are not going to survive that odds. Also, because of talking not talking about finances right and communication
1: and let's not talk about this right like yeah statistically that's like actual like data but even if you're a person who's like "Mm -mm, nope i'm perfectly fine my spouse takes care of everything and i just enjoy it they just tell me what to do and i do it and that's great but like you don't want to be in a situation where that spouse may not be here on this earth and you have to be the one to take care of the finances and you have no clue what's going on and i know we don't want to think about those 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 thoughts but truth be told if you're the one who's going to be taking care of it what are you going to do where are you going to start like that you deserve to have an understanding of where things are going and be a part of the conversation about these big things that are happening to your future like and to the present like place of your family so this is Money touches everything. It touches grief. It touches, you know, the joy in life, but it also touches those places too. And you deserve to be a part of that conversation. So
0: I also have a quote. Okay. So maybe if you're sitting there listening and you're saying, you know, that's great, you know, statistics, whatever. All right, well, then here's a quote from the author Thomas Stanley from Millionaire Next Door. Okay, so he's someone who went around and surveyed millionaires all across the country um, and gathered data based upon them. Here's what he found. A household divided in its financial orientation is unlikely to accumulate significant wealth. Mm. So based on his research, if you're divided financially, you're not on the same page, right? You're not going to accumulate serious wealth.
1: Yeah. And we'll tell you a little bit why. We'll give you more examples as to why that's true. Um, But I just feel like that's right there. I just feel like there might be some mindsets out there who are like, well, I don't really care about building wealth. Why are you listening to this podcast like, <laughs> we're called the affluent marriage? We're yeah, all I about for me, building it's just like, wealth.
0: <laughs> I, I guess I'm just, I'm always thinking about the odds and it's like, okay, well maybe your odds were in your favor when it came to, your marriage being sustainable and lasting and thriving and being happy. And you guys didn't both talk about finances, but then you look at this other statistic Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, well you beat those odds, but did you beat these odds? Mm -hmm. And the author Millionaire Next Door says, you're not going to accumulate significant wealth if you're not oriented the same. Right. So it's like, okay, you beat one thing, but did you beat the other? Or did you pass one, but you didn't pass the other? Like, you know, something's got to give. So why is it important to communicate with your spouse about money? Because your marriage depends on it. And your wealth building depends on it. Yep. So that's it. Period. 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 With a period. T. With a T. And then a period. A period. Do they put the period after they say period? Like, is there a period after that?
1: I think. St- I think. I think it's period with a T and then a period to just period, really period to just really like mm. hone in the point mm. that it's end point. It's such a weird
0: thing. So, <laughs> here's where I'm going now. Okay. Why? Why is it like? I just. If, well, let's just make some sense of this. Why do couples have, why does this happen? Why do couples have one money-minded individual and one that's not?
1: Isn't that interesting? I feel like um, if we were in traditional gender roles, I would be the person that would not even want to look at the money and you would be the one who managed it. And I don't think, honestly, like truth be told, true transparency, he has no idea I'm about to say this, I think that if that was the case and we were doing traditional gender roles and I was just kind of like, you handle it and tell me what I can do, I will just work within that. I can tell you what our dynamic would be. You would be super you would be trying to get me to the table. You would you would, because that's just the type of person he is. Like he's like, hey, I have this idea for this, that, and the other. Like, would you come and sit with me and and like he would probably have some crazy like spreadsheet that I probably couldn't understand just because that's how analytical he is and logistical, um, that he would be like, oh, just come look at this. And I know for a fact, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this confuses me. I'm going to sit with you to appease you, but I, it's going to go in one ear, and not the other. So I'm just going to nod and I'm just going to go, okay, when can we go to Disney? Because that's that's ultimately oh I'm wearing my Disney shirt today, um that is that's all that's the only question I'm gonna ask. So when is our next vacation? Right, that's the only thing I care about. Right, and I just feel like could we have continued going on that way in that and if we're talking about multiverse in that multiverse <laughs> that Kim and Dan are probably still gonna be happy and in love, but I will tell you that we would not be in this place like we sometimes play that game like what right. would happen we wouldn't be if? where we are today no there's there's no way that i would be a coach or have my own business there's no way that i would still
0: probably be doing I, i'd be in the classroom right would you have the confidence and the swagger that you have now
1: <laughs> i i love that you call it confidence and swagger you're sweet but i don't know i just feel like i there's a, so much about my life that i know would be different had it not been for this catalyst moment that happened when we first got married right. and would you have been able
0: to stay home to watch our girls? No. When they were first born, you know, to take that year off from Mm-mm. education. Probably not.
1: I probably would be crying over it a lot. Like I wish that I
0: could, but I just don't even know how dreams unrealized.
1: And he probably would have been that person to say like, Hey Kimmel, you know, if you want to do this, we got to. We could do this, that and the other, but like we have like, I know for a fact that we would have had car debt, we would have had credit card debt, we would have kept the student loans cuz we would have fallen into the lie that oh, well eventually it'll get paid off. God, I mean, guys, come on. <laughs> we can't wait for somebody else to save us from this. Um, and it, we would have we would have fallen prey to all of those little like normal traps that everyone else falls into and we we would have been stuck. We would have been like there's no way for us to get out of this. We're, we're stuck.
0: But I think that is a an actuality for a lot of couples. So one of the reasons people might decide, you know, you handle it, I'm going to handle this, is traditional gender roles. Right. A lot of people, men, a lot of men believe, you know what, I'm the man, mm-hmm. I take care of the money. I handle the business, I hand, handle the funds. You're the woman, you're the wife, you take care of the house. You keep our house in order, I'll keep the job and the funds in order. Right. And that's how we'll divide and conquer. And we're going to be a power couple, just like that. You keep the house good. I'll keep the work good. And that's it.
1: And Mm -hmm. I think
0: a lot of women, I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I love that. You're like, I don't want to step on this.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I don't want to step on it for a woman. (laughs) Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. And here's what I'm going to say. Some women are okay with this. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's wrong. Mm -hmm. If if that is your dream, if mm-hmm. that is what you desire for yourself, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. if you just want to, if you don't want to, mm-hmm. and I'm going to finger quote here, if you don't want to work, mm-hmm. because the let me tell you that something. The you do in
1: the home is important, yeah.
0: I think when we were reading Rachel Rogers, it broke down how much you would pay for a like someone home. to take care mm-hmm. of your home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the price tag was astronomical, right? Yeah. So to say that like a stay-at-home mom is not a job- right? is a joke it's stupid because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and they would make bank mm-hmm. if you hired someone to do all the things that that mom did right Correct. so if that's if that is your desire it is fine if you want to work for home and take that I'm gonna say traditional gender role mm-hmm. while the man goes to work yeah but I, and we'll get into this later, I would strongly disagree with just because you're a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. that you take a backseat to the finances.
1: Exactly. And, you know, we had this conversation when we were planning out content for the podcast. We talked about power couples. And what is what is a power couple? Which we need to write that down as one of our content things. Um because we need to talk about it. <laughs> it's us. What's a power couple? You normally think a power couple is, you know, two people who are, you know, in a relationship and, you know, they're both, you know, going after their business and they get the power suits on and they're all like, you know, doing this type of, you know, power poses and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're like doing all that, but that's not, that's not the definition of a power couple, right? A power couple could be that one spouse is at work doing the thing. You know, bringing home the bacon, and the other one is taking care of the household and making sure that the household is the best environment possible for their kids, for their family, and they're they're handling these things. Because if that is the passion that you have, whether or not you are getting a paycheck or not, you are attributing contributing to the lifestyle that you have desired, right? So if that's the lifestyle you want, awesome. But do not think that because you are not bringing in a traditional income because you're income is, looks different because you are a person who is, is taking care of the household that you do not belong in the conversation about the finances. You a thousand percent do like most of the stuff that is being paid for to take care of the home, to take care of, you know, future things that are happening are happening with the money that you're spending, right? As, as the person who is taking care of the household, you deserve to know what's going on in the finances period we're gonna do this a lot
0: hey so why do <laughs> couples have a one money-minded individual and one that's not we said traditional gender roles mm-hmm. another reason this might happen is because of unequal income mm-hmm. all right maybe one let's say for this one it's the woman mm-hmm. maybe one person uh the woman in the relationship makes way more like mm-hmm. considerably more than the other partner and they want to manage what they view as their money they're like you know what i make bank i make mm-hmm. crazy money you don't have to work or the work that you do, dude, you're an educator. Like, (laughs) relax. Wait, hold on. This sounds like, wait a minute. No. (laughs) So, you know, let's just say like you make crazy bank and I just, I make teachers pay, you know, teachers, listen, teachers make comically little money. It's it's true. So it's a good example for that. So maybe there's this unequal income and it's like, you know what, babe? Look, honestly, like I make most of the money you make a small portion of that like let me just handle the finances and i'll run this right that's another reason why you know one person will tend to take the reins and the other Mm -hmm. person will take the back seat because they're like i don't bring in that much so Why should I I worry about it? Like, What bills do I honestly pay Mm -hmm. with the amount that I'm bringing in?
1: Here's another thing that I see a lot of times with the couples with with something like this is I will meet with couples sometimes um, because although I do mainly meet with females, sometimes husbands want to come in and I welcome it. I love when the the husbands want to be a part of the conversation. I want it to happen. Um, And so what they'll do is they'll have... You should
0: bring me in sometime.
1: Yeah, dude. I'd love that. Um, Have
0: some man-to-man talk.
1: It it needs to happen because sometimes... They they need you know they might just need someone to tell them like hey I love you man you know someone loves you dude yeah you know
0: men need love too
1: yeah it's so true and um, I'm a lover I'm not not a fighter fighter. (laughs) (laughs) I won't run
0: from a fight can I tell you something what is it like fight or flight Uh I'm flight all day baby really oh yeah
1: I think I don't know I think you could throw a good (laughs) punch he's like no but I think so a lot of times with couples you'll have one like joint account and they'll be like, uh, I, I actually met with a client yesterday and she told me it was her first session. And she said, yeah, we have one account and he just takes care of the bills. And I have no idea what bills that we pay. I just know that I'm supposed to bring in $3,000 and just throw it in there. It started off when I first started my business with just $1,000. And then it just he just tells me exactly what he needs and I just throw it at it. Like I have no idea what he does with that. I just know I have to bring in that much. And I feel like, you know, he makes most of the money. He wants to take the reins. I don't know what's going on there. But all I know is what, what I have to bring in. And there's that thought process of like, it's unequal. I don't make as much as you or, I, you know, whatever. I have this limiting belief that I'm not working as hard as you, which finger quotes all over that because you are working really hard. And it, it, so I, I shouldn't be paying attention to that. I, I don't need to do it. You do it, right? Which is such a when you think about it that way, are you are you a team? When you decided to get married, are you a team? Are you a team in rearing your children? Are are you a team in like figuring out like oh what's going to be on the menu for this week? Are you a team when it's time to to plan out a vacation? Are you a team? Are you a team?
0: Right. I think maybe in that dating stage you might have separate accounts, mm-hmm. but when you get married. You're I think you and I would argue that it's time to get together. Yeah. You know, if you're going to take that step and be united and have a union, like it needs to happen You, in all facets. A team.
1: So there's no unequal, like even with us, like I don't even care. Like I, it's not a matter of who makes more. I'm like, we're a team. So we're pulling our money together so that we can understand where it's going. Um, I don't want to seem insensitive because we're going to talk about other places that maybe perhaps this might not make sense, Right and our whole I'm goal, sure there
0: are scenarios where if you're married later in life right. and you have crazy bank that you work super hard for and you just got married to a guy who you love pre-nut. or a mm-hmm. girl that you lo- yeah like get please by all means take care of your money yep. right
1: but then it goes, it leads into the second, the, this next one, which is trust. Right. And right? I think. And that's really where this comes from too.
0: If the first two didn't hit you and yeah. you were like, you know, the, the traditional gender roles doesn't really play a factor into my relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we have the one money minded person, but I don't think it's that. I don't think that's the reason. And unequal, dude, I wish my spouse made Buku more than me. Like, that's not we really my issue. <laughs> um, well, then maybe is it. Is it trust? And if it's not trust, maybe it's one of these next two, but is it trust? Right. Right? Sometimes there's only one money-minded person in the family and the other one takes the back seat because of trust. One Mm -hmm. spouse is way more responsible or better at managing the money. And the other one, it's like, yeah, if you ever put money in their hand, it's it just, just disappears. Gone. It's gone. And, There's a hole in their pocket.
1: And see, I love that you went that way with trust. Where I went with trust, which is what I hear a lot of, is that there might have been a previous situation where someone took money or mismanaged like money. Like prior relationship. That prior relationship. And so bringing that baggage into a new relationship, even if it's a trustworthy dude, you're like, yo, I was burned before. I can't Like it it makes me physically ill to think about combining income when I think about what happened beforehand with my previous relationship. And when you bring those mindsets and you bring that trust into the the relationship and when you talk about money, you get into that this is this is mine and this is yours, and we get into his and hers, we're not actually a union, we're not actually a team. And there's a way that even in those situations when you've been burned before, there's a way that you can still feel comfortable. While still kind of like working on building out a team effort with your finances. But it takes both people, it, it takes the intention of both people to say, this is what we want. We want to be a team with this. I understand that you have things to work with work through. I'm going to try to prove to you that I am trustworthy or vice versa, or both, right? And it's a, it's an it's an effort on both. Sides. Absolutely,
0: and we're gonna talk strategies later about how yes, to combat sorry, that. I no, went you're ahead. great because I think it's a valid point. Like, there's another reason why yeah, your trust. account might be separate, you know, right. or why you might be more of the money-minded person. The other person isn't, or you're you're just not working on the same page. Like, trust. Absolutely. Like, if you've had a bad situation, you're gonna be separate. And I would encourage you to be separate right. until you've experienced that healing process. And we'll talk about that later. Exactly. So maybe it's trust. Right. You can't trust your spouse with the funds. All right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. hard for me not to start talking about
1: all the other stuff that we know that strat-
0: like, yeah. I'm trying to just it's, be know, very like, this is what we're talking about.
1: But what gets is, the strategies this later? Why,
0: <laughs> this is why there's one money minded person. Like it could be trust. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cause we're going to talk about more later. Yes. All right. So if, if trust isn't what got you, then maybe it's this. Cause I've, I've known couples in our church. I've known other people who have had this issue. Yes. Knowledge, knowledge, one spouse knows way more about financial management than the other one. Yeah. Or maybe one is just, you know, had a bad experience in school with numbers and they're just not that confident with math. That would be me. So I've known, you know, couples where, you know, the husband was an accountant or mm-hmm. the wife was a financial advisor or, you know, someone worked with some type of brokerage or an investment house or something. And, you know, because they had that job, you know, the partner just said, well, they got quite it. literally work in finance. <laughs> like, yeah, let them mm-hmm. they have they're learning all these new strategies and these new like lingo and jargon and tips. And they're talking to all these people and these higher ups like yeah. I'm just going to let them run with it because they are they vastly mm-hmm. over my head with any of this. Mm-hmm. So I trust them, you yeah. know,
1: which is 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 a dangerous slope because I've known a lot of my clients are accountants. There's a lot of them that have an accounting background just because you manage other people's books does not mean you know how to manage yours. It's a different feeling. You're not emotionally connected to your clients and you're not emotionally connected to their books. You're emotionally connected to your money and your like where your money is going. It's a totally different avenue. And there's many times, especially with people in that profession where they'll say, I'm tired of looking at numbers by the time I get home and looking at my own. I don't want to do it. So I prefer to just not. So it's just you have to knowledge. Sorry, I won't get into like more stories. Right. No, but I also wanted to say things. Yes. Is exactly. Yes. And I would be that person who, are, who would just choose not to know more because I'd be scared. I'd be intimidated by the numbers about what that looks like and how to even start. I would be that person 100% if I did not have the experience I had mm. nine years ago.
0: All right, so... 11, whatever year. Why do couples have one money-minded individual and one that's not? We said traditional gender roles. We said unequal income between spouses or disparity. Uh, Mm -hmm. One makes significantly more. We said trust might be an issue. Uh, We talked about knowledge. Maybe one just is a little bit uncomfortable when it comes to talking about math or numbers or they don't know that much about finances, so they just defer to their spouse. Mm -hmm. All right, maybe it's time. Now, I could take this two ways, right? You and your spouse... Both work crazy full-time jobs. It's a heavy load. You come home, you got children to rear, maybe you're taking care of elderly parents. Like you're just, your plate is full Mm -hmm. and there's just not enough time in the day, Mm -hmm. it feels like. So you say, you know what? If there's something we have to divide and conquer, I'm gonna take care of the house a little bit From this hour to this hour, and I need you to handle the budgets and the finances and and the whatever. And then we'll come together and I'll tell you what I did in the house. I'll tell you about the doctor's appointments and the report cards and the whatever, and you tell me about the numbers or whatever. And you know, it's a time thing, right? That could be another reason why one person takes that mantle because they just don't feel like they have enough time in the day Mm -hmm. for them both to sit down at the table and have that conversation.
1: Mm -hmm. And the other one, which is my favorite,
0: is you're lazy, you're lazy, right? Yeah. An excuse, right? An excuse. I just, you know, I really should sit down at the table with you and talk about, and I really should learn these words in this jar. And I really should know my numbers. I should. But it's just so much easier when you just say, babe. Yeah. You have X amount of dollars. Go buy a dress.
1: Yep. It's so much easier. This is really good for the spouse who uh, is maybe the one that manages and they're tired of they're tired of fighting an uphill battle with their other spouse. And it's much easier to just give them an allowance. <laughs> um, but some people just don't want to do the thinking. And it's easier just to be like, No, I, I can't. I can't I can't teach you. You're not in it with me. So then here, you could just take this and go and
0: whatever. Um And it could be intimidating if your spouse is like you said, like you know maybe i'd be the one that comes up with these crazy spreadsheets yeah that would 100% I mean? here's my yeah. 30 day plan to save the business in 30 days yeah. 30 steps michael scott
1: <laughs> save the company somehow i manage.
0: somehow i manage, right so i probably would be that guy and if i brought that to you you'd probably like dude yeah, no, this bro. is overwhelming like honestly i don't want to look at this right now I've i just been working i've all been day. working all day i don't want to I've been, i just got the kids down in bed i really I I just, just want to watch netflix i just want to go shopping and chill. online <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. so these are all reasons. Oh, there's oh, this a one's more. a good one. Yeah, I forgot about this one. Wow, yeah. we almost missed this we one. We almost missed this one. Whoa. So glad you wrote that down. This one is a little spicy, right? Little all of these, spicy. I feel like, have come from like a point of like honesty and truthfulness. Like, hey, you know, we do this because we both believe in traditional gender roles, or we both understand unequal income and. I let them run with it or, you know, it's a trusted, I don't know. I just feel like it's very like open and honest. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what it is. You're just saying it. Mm -hmm. This one is a little Mm -hmm. deceptive.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some some couples keep their spouse in the dark on purpose because they don't want their lifestyle cramped. Actually have an actual like story about this one. Um, I was about to help this couple and she messaged me the day before our call. And she was like him. I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I'm so, I feel so, devastated, and I'm like, oh geez, I am not a marriage counselor. So I tell all my clients, listen, if you've got if you need marriage counseling support because you're arguing, I'm not the person for this. Like I'm down to help you guys identify what makes sense for both of you. That makes sense to me if you're open and have ready to have this conversation. But if there's deceptiveness, mm-mm, nope, no, thank you. Um, but he had been taking, a certain amount of money and gambling with it, essentially, and was taking money every single month and just like putting it into a separate account and gambling with it. And she had no idea. And when they were doing some of the preliminary work that I asked them to do, she found out about it. And he was, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I did that. And she was livid because she was like, you have been gambling our money. And I had no idea. And so this is not, this is very common. And That especially if, you know, and I'm not saying that he had a devious, like, I'm just going to keep her, but, but he essentially was keeping her in the dark on purpose. We're not having the conversation we don't need to have the conversation. You don't need to know about this additional bank account that I opened that you don't know about. Like there's there's deceptiveness behind it, even if you're trying to protect your money, right? Because that's essentially what he was saying. Is like, well, I didn't want it to be here because I didn't want it to get spent. So I decided to move it to a different account and I just didn't want her to know about it because, you know, whatever. But is that being open and honest with your spouse?
0: Right, I have a similar story in that, you know, I think it was last year, uh, everyone in Howard County got a bonus for teaching through the pandemic. So we mm-hmm. got like two checks in two different increments. Like we got one check in like, I'd say like the first half of the year, and we got another check in the second half. And each one is probably like 500 bucks a check. Mm-hmm. So in total, like $1,000. But there was a, a colleague in my work who said that they, you know, since this was bonus and it was extra, they're like, you know what? I'm not even going to tell my wife about this. <laughs> he yeah. was like, I think I'm just going to go buy some golf clubs and, uh, you know, use it on myself. Which you could look at it and say, well, you know, it is his bonus. He did Mm -hmm. teach through a pandemic. He did earn that and he's spending it on himself. They never would have had that money anyway. Why is that a big deal? Right, why is that a big
1: deal? But to
0: me, I just feel like that's dishonest. You got
1: to check yourself. Are you a team? Are you a team? If you're a team, even if you got more of a bonus, like, just let me know.
0: (laughs) And flip the As script, like how would you feel if you found out your wife had been getting bonuses, right. or your husband had been getting bonuses, and they've been using it on themselves for like mm-hmm. really fun lunches or something? And you're like, man, you don't you don't take me to fun places, right?
1: It again, going back to that statistic you mentioned earlier about you know affairs and all that, stuff, it opens the door. If we're willing to be okay hiding money from our spouse and doing that, then what else are we willing to hide? That might be. A, I don't think that's that far of a stretch. There might be some. There, that might be very divisive or very polarizing. But I, I truly do believe that if we're not open with that, it leaves so much more open.
0: Yeah, it can snowball for sure. It can
1: snowball into something bigger. Hey, this is Kim Graham from the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. But if you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I knew more about what's going on in Kim and Dan's world. I want to ask some specific questions and be able to get extra resources. Well, you might want to think about joining the Graham fam.
0: Now, I know I love exclusive content and I love having more of Kim in my life. And if that's something you're interested in, you can be a subscriber and you can get exclusive episodes that no one else is going to hear that's going to help you build generational wealth And have more authentic two-way communication
1: links are down in the show description you'll be able to click and see more information about gram fam and we hope to see you behind the scenes have a great one and let's get back to the show
0: all right so we've kind of been like holding back from this conversation and others but we're going to move into this this last section right
1: why we just if you can't tell we disagree
0: well yeah (laughs) obviously right so we talked about why it's important we talked about you know why is this even happening why does one partner do all the money and the other one just kind of takes a back seat. But here's why we disagree with that. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you want to be a stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom and or if you want to fill those traditional gender roles. We just want you to be educated. Yes. Right? Yes. So in all of these, right, we want you to be educated. Mm-hmm. So why we disagree with just one person doing it? Let me start with this. All right, Kim, I, I know we've talked about this before, but maybe for those listening, they might not have heard this you're familiar with the expression being equally yoked. Yes. Being yoked up.
1: Being yoked up. That's a biblical um, phrase to being equally yoked. And basically it just comes from the understanding that you want to be, marry someone who has similar, you know, mindset, passion. And I guess in the biblical sense, you want someone who's also following the Lord, but like in another it, it, it matters in all these other places too. You want someone who is actually compatible with you in those ways, because if you're equally yoked, then you're going into bigger situations in your marriage with a, a common understanding or a common thread that you guys can rely on.
0: <laughs>
1: what in the world?
0: I wasn't talking about that. I was talking you're about the farm. You're
1: so weird. I
0: couldn't make an oxen noise, so I just I just went for the horse. I can't. That was. I'm so that was the horse noise so i was actually <laughs> going to talk about oxen so yeah 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 all right an oxen a farmer's typ- typically use oxen's mm-hmm. oxen's oxen to oxen. pull mm-hmm. right heavy loads mm-hmm. an oxen itself weighs up to 3000 pounds mm-hmm. and it can pull its body weight right okay so it can pull about 3000 pounds mm-hmm. now if it is yoked yes that you know, common thread right if it's it is not a thread, It's like a, a it's a contraption. It's yeah. like a wooden contraption that no, you put around its neck. Literally ball and chain. I'm just right. <laughs> it is man. You're you're
1: you you're, are connected to this. You are person. connected.
0: <laughs> all right. They connect them with a a wooden contraption that mm-hmm. they put around one oxen's neck and the other one's neck and they pull together. Right. So you think okay, one oxen can pull three thousand pounds. So mathematically, how much can two oxens pull? You would think all right, three thousand yes. mm-hmm. plus three. That's six thousand. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Okay, He's so excited two oxen can pull up to twelve to thirteen thousand pounds. Yeah, we just quadrupled what one can do. Mm-hmm. So one can pull 3,000, two can pull twelve to thirteen thousand.
1: That's insane. That blows Whenever my mind. Whenever I right? hear that statistic or hear that story, um, it it just really is such a perfect example of the same thing with how we as People who are on a team, what we can do when we pull together. And whether or not you want to talk about, you know, like a a team on a football a football team or a basketball team or any sports, right? You can have one person that's trying to do the game. They can't run all the positions at one time. They need a team. They need people who are also pulling their weight because that's when you actually bring the team to victory. So you could use any other type of these examples, but I love this one because we're talking about two people specifically working together in a marriage, um, relationship, committed relationship.
0: Right. So two people polling can do significantly more. And it really aligns with that quote that we talked about earlier from Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. We said, a household divided mm-hmm. in its financial orientation is unlikely to accumulate significant wealth, right? When you are united, when you are yote, you are going to build significant wealth because you're pulling together, right? You by yourself. And I think about so much in our relationship. Of where we were and where we are now, and mm-hmm. how if it was just me, mm-hmm. like would yeah. I? I didn't. I think. <laughs> I didn't, man, I didn't even say anything. I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> if it was, if it was just me, like where would I be right now if it was just little? That's Dan? what
1: I was laughing at.
0: Did you what, like the thought of me being because alone? The, the thought the of me thought being of my, you, no, by myself. Here is the
1: deal: my husband. And I don't know, there are some wives out there who are gonna be nodding at this. My husband is not the type to go and be adventurous with his time. Or do certain things. I know I bring that out of him, right?
0: Yeah, I still probably wouldn't have been to the doctor to get a physical yet.
1: You know, he wouldn't have gone to the doctor. He would have gone to the dentist. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not.
0: And not after the pandemic. I took a break during the pandemic because I was too scared to have someone working in my mouth with all those germs and stuff about. He
1: would be living in a bachelor pad that was probably either be a studio or a one-bed apartment. He'd be like, he'd have his gaming station.
0: I might have a roommate
1: maybe maybe because in college he never had roommates he had one roommate and he was like we're done with that life and he lived in a single the rest of his college career so i don't think you would have a roommate i think it would just be you and i think you would have your gaming station set up you'd be gaming and that would be where your bros
0: live but i started in that private school and i worked my way up to Uh, public school, which was a significant pay raise. And a a big reason why I did that is because I watched you do it before me and you inspired me. So without that inspiration, do I make that next step? Maybe I do, but then I'm in the classroom and would I have been inspired by the start of my family to move into physical education? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'd still be in the classroom. And then that means I'm probably miserable and looking for other work. Yeah. Right. So just, all that to say, yeah. if you want to say something else, you can. But all that to say, two people can do significantly more because without you, I, I know. This is not like, oh, I wonder if I would be. No, I would not be where I am today. Like the things that we've accomplished, I very much still have student loan debt. Yeah. Right? Like I very much am just chilling by myself. I am definitely playing video games. Yes. I'm living my best life in the sense that like, I'm not doing much. I'm just living within my four He's walls. He's just
1: living. And and honestly, I'm like just I don't, don't want to sound love. like I'm bashing him. Okay, I'm not
0: walking in wealth. My I'm just living and walking.
1: You're just living and walking. I love my husband to the core, but I know who he is. And I also know that he... I don't know if you would have even... I had an idea of like, oh, I should invest more. I should do this more. And I'm not saying I I would would either. I already said that I am scared of money. And without us working, this is the point. This is the point because I felt really bad because I was like, man, I sound like I'm just bashing him, and he's super sweet to me. Um, But I'm not. Like I'm just saying, like by himself, that's what it would be. By myself, I would be living afraid of money. And I would have been probably going on different things like trips and stuff like that, but feeling super empty because I have no idea what's going on with my savings. I have no idea how to invest. I'm super scared about my money. I'm scared of you. Like I would have been living in fear of my finances. That's what my situation would have been. I still think I probably would have been like ambitious and... I still probably would have taught in the classroom or something, but I would have been so scared. It's
0: easier to walk in fear when you have someone with you holding your hand, right? To take yeah. that next step. Yeah. It's a lot easier. Like Yeah,
1: or a community around you that's doing it. But I'm just saying, like with us I'm together, with our powers walking combined, up the
0: steps from the basement mm-hmm. and the lights are out, I'm booking it. <laughs> but if you were with me, babe, I would probably just smugly stroll up those steps. So smug. So smug.
1: I just feel like us together we've been able to, which goes back to this, we've been able to conquer this together, even in the areas that we feel like, ooh, I don't know as much about this. Okay, well, let's learn it together. You're not alone. That's the part that, that I was trying to get at. Like us by ourselves without this training, without learning, we would have been it would have been a totally different life. We would not have been able to build significant wealth Correct. as we are so right
0: now. We have a quite bit more to say about this, but right off the bat, I mean, why do we disagree with it? Number one, we just told you about what two oxen can do. We told you about the statistic from Millionaire Next Door that two people who are not financially oriented, they're not able to, mm-hmm. you know, accumulate significant wealth. All right, but here are some other reasons why we disagree with just one person doing it and we think you both should be involved mm-hmm. with the money decision making mm-hmm. process, right? It's a fact, Kim. Two minds are better than one. That's
1: why teamwork makes the dream work. That's why there isn't like a single person on a team. You have several people.
0: Right, because you just have better decision making, right? Mm -hmm. There are things that you think about that never cross my mind. Right. Even if we're just planning a trip to go somewhere, right? There's just things that cross your mind. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, we do need to think about like the Mm -hmm. girls (laughs) 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 when we're planning this trip. Like I totally forgot that we had to like do that or like oh yeah i forgot like we need to you know plan for like these three nights and these toiletries and i don't know like there's just things yeah. that like you don't think about but your partner does mm-hmm. it's the same thing with money right yeah and it's it's the same thing like if if you want to invest you want your portfolio to be diverse right mm-hmm. it's the same thing with your thinking like yeah two minds it's a diversity of ideas it's a diversity of perspectives right yeah. You say, well, we could take this money and do this. I say, well, we could take this money and do this. And we put our ideas together. Maybe there's a compromise. Maybe one is the clear winner. But it's just nice to have different perspectives mm-hmm. on how to approach like money managing decisions.
1: Yeah, and I think what's really important here is the communication, the communication aspect of this. Because I know that there are people saying, well, yeah, I 100% think that if we were able to have a conversation about money without fighting, we'd probably be able to be able to get to that point, <laughs> you know, where we're able to actually have conversations where we're actually sharing perspectives without trying to like get down each other's throat. Um, and that just comes from practice, which we'll talk about in Gram Fam. We're going to actually talk about those actual strategies that you can put to work of how to start the conversation because you're not going to start out the gate talking about investments and diversification and where should we go on our next lavish vacation, like you're not going to start there. You're going to start at a different place. And that's a smaller step to get you to those big conversations. But it's important to understand that at the core of it, we have to start talking. If we don't, we're n- we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to be stagnant.
0: And something else just to say about like different perspectives with managing money, right? When I think about you and I and our passions and the things that we're interested in, right? If you were the sole owner and operator of our finances, we would do a whole lot more traveling. Yes. Right. Every year there yes. would be like a Disney cruise yes. or a trip to 100%. somewhere with the kids, right? Yes. We'd go, I would say, yes, what's the place we are vacation. trying to go to? Um, Great, recently, Wolf this, Lodge. Yeah, Great Wolf Lodge. Like just, yeah. there's, that would be like, we would just be traveling all the time, right? Yeah. If I were the sole owner of the management of the funds, we would, we it would, would not be, go
1: to a lot of vacations.
0: No, but a lot of stuff would get done around the house, right? Oh 100%. We would make sure that our home
1: mm-hmm. was
0: like the best living space it could possibly be and yeah. you would never want to leave it. Yeah. Right? The entertainment would be top tier the battle stations system. your office would be incredible the bathrooms would be remodeled mm-hmm. like everything from head to toe cuz i would never want to leave this place right that's where <laughs> those are my body. dreams right yeah yeah those are he my loves dreams his home. so if one person in your family is running the finances the it's only, only their- dreams mm-hmm. that are being considered mm-hmm. is theirs yep. now you might disagree and say no they think of me and they whatever like mm-hmm. Yes, they mm-hmm. probably do consider you. Yeah. But I tell you that I like my dreams a lot more than I like your dreams. Yep,
1: and that's totally fine. And I
0: dream about my dreams more than I dream about your dreams. Yep. Like when you say, I want to go on a cruise, I'm like, that sounds fun. But if you tell me, you know, let's get a minivan, like I get fired up.
1: Yeah, and it's so funny though, because like that's the reason why even in our in our planning of our finances, both of those dreams are being, are are on our list, right? Both of those dreams are realized. And that's the thing that's really important when people are creating their ideal money management or ideal money m- money plan. They get really like, oh man, you're going to tell me what to do. It is not my job to tell you what to do. I want it to reflect you. I want it to reflect you and your spouse. I want you to dream about the things that you desire and make sure that it matches what's on the paper, where your money is going on a month to month basis. Because if it's being represented, this one spouse feels validated and so does the other. I'm getting what I want, you're getting what I want, what you want, <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> yeah, we heard that. It's you're, on the pod. <laughs> you're getting what you want, and we're able to go together knowing that we're both satisfied. And we, we're. I'm so much more open to having these conversations with you, like, hey, let's do this. Yeah, well, I think that's a great idea because I feel satisfied in what I just got.
0: <laughs> All right, so, so another reason all right, we got a couple more here. Why we think it's just critical for you and your partner to have these money conversations and to be yoked up and be on the same page is because it reduces stress and it reduces conflict.
1: If you didn't hear what we just said about that, because we literally just talked about that too, like reduces stress and conflict.
0: Well, at the very beginning of the show, we talked about a statistic and said that Affairs are the number reason, number one reason for divorce. And shortly after that, you have communication and finances and things like that, right? They all go together. It all goes together. So mm-hmm. money is a common source of conflict. Surprise, surprise, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you are mismanaging your money, well, let's just say this. If I'm running the funds and something goes awry mm-hmm. and I tell you, you know what, babe? I know that I give you money every month for X, Y, Z, but this month you can't have that. You're going to be pissed. I'm going to be like, dude, dude, why can't I get yeah. what I always get? And yeah. you're going to say, well, babe, something came up. We owed some money in taxes this year. Oh, something came up. We had to repair the car. You know, right. there's then, always going to be something. I mean, think about our budget for the last 12 months. Every month, there's always a little something that's going yeah. on that's unexpected. Oh, literally and when just both people, this month. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it just happened. <laughs> when both people see that and they're on the same page, like there's less stress yeah. they reduce cuz you're you're doing that together and you mm-hmm. don't have to like catch someone off guard and be like hey mm-hmm. in case you didn't know this came up at work I owe XYZ I got to pay for this it's just something I do every year right you know And
1: imagine the, the he said she said or the pointing the nagging right because if that is something that you're both not on the same page with and the spouse comes in with this hey we're gonna have to make shifts to stuff well I already committed to this and I said yes and now you're telling me I can't say that well that's uh, that's so just like why why can't you just go and bring more this is my money I bring in my money so if I bringing in my money i should be able to go do what i want to do then it becomes a he said and my money your money and not a team thing right he like the uh, the person one person in the response one person in the marriage can't be responsible for saying oh well there's a tax issue we have to pay for well if your first instinct is it's your fault what did you do to solve this or keep this from happening we have we are already on the wrong we are already on the wrong foot (laughs) And if we are already thinking of excuses like, you know, well, you did this and I didn't do that. So why are you blaming me for my spending habits? And well, yeah, I'm home and I'm taking care of the kid, but I have a right to know what's going on with the money. And the spouse is like, no, it's my money. And I feel like we should have more. I spend it. I want to spend it however I want. All of these is stress and conflict
0: right i mean everything you just said there was dripping in and like attacking and conflict and just argumentative like none of that was hey let's sit down together yeah and hash this out
1: and you cannot tell me that that does not open the door for some of the other statistics that we talked about earlier you can't tell me that
0: and that's why we believe you should be yoked up and you should both be on the same page because there's when you both know what's going on in your budget, there's no surprises. There's no surprises. There's no surprises. There's no misunderstandings. You know exactly what's going on. You know exactly what's coming up because it's mapped out. Yep. And when something does come out of nowhere, you're both going through it together. Yep. You know, I never want to have to be the bearer of bad news. I just want to like receive it at the same time as you and be like, yeah. we, I don't have to bear anything to you. no
1: And I don't have to hide my purchases. I went to Target. I went on a shopping spree. If you're, on my Instagram. I went on stories. I bought pink pants. Pink pants? And I was so proud of my pink pants and I was so excited to show him my pink pants that I bought from Target and I went on a nice little shopping spree. I went to
0: several stores this And I month. thought nothing of it because he it was in it. the budget.
1: And and our car needed $1,200 worth of repairs. This
0: Yeah, what we went in for an oil change. It's supposed to be like 50 bucks. We walked out with a $1,200 What
1: the heck, man? Repair bill. We know our mechanic. He's amazing. Shout out to Dan. And... He told us like, yeah, you got these are some things that are. I'm not handy. It's not me. It's I'm not, not him. handy He's with not mechanic, cars. Mechanic, but you know, but like we were able to handle that, and I was not feeling guilty about any of the things that I chose to do for myself, and he was not guilty for any of the things he chose to do for himself. We were receiving this news at the same time, and we were able to just go through the ebbs and flows of the emotions that come with it without nagging or be- blaming it's each other.
0: Crazy that you said that because that literally, I wonder if that comes to other people's heads, man. Like maybe we just live in a different world. We just had a $1,200 car bill and never in my mind did I think, well, Kim just spent like $160 on clothes. She yeah. needs to go return all of that because <laughs> yeah. we need that 160 back to put towards this bill. Like that never, literally never crossed my mind until nope. you just said that. Like I've
1: mm-hmm.
0: never even thought once pink pants got to go.
1: Pink pants. Oh man, I'd be so sad because those pink pants are cute. Yeah. They're adorable. All right. I'm just saying everyone deserves this. That's all I'm saying.
0: Accountability. Both spouses are accountable for their spending, right? You two need to be on the same page because you need to be each other's accountability partner. Yeah. Right? You got to see what am I spending every month? Mm -hmm. I need to see what are you spending every month? And is it helping us accomplish our goals? Is Mm -hmm. it helping us build crazy wealth? Is it helping us get to our dreams? Mm -hmm. Or is it, Meaningless? Is it selfish? Is it like just, it makes no sense? You know, like you really got to keep each other accountable and be like, hey, you know, babe, spent a lot of money at uh, Starbucks this month. And I don't know, there's probably a better way to say that. I'm just kind of shooting stuff off. Yeah. But if that's the case, then like bring that to the table and have that conversation. I want
1: to spend $80 at Starbucks every month. That is something I want to use for my self-care.
0: Right. And if that's what you guys (laughs) want to do, then that's what you do. But I'm just saying... It's important for you both to be on the same page so you can hold each other accountable. Because if I didn't know, and every day you started off your morning with like a 5 $6 Starbucks drink, you know, at the end of the month, that's going to add up.
1: Yeah. I know people love to be like, oh my God, why do we always use this statistic? Because it's simple. And it's important to understand that small things... Add accumulate Absolutely. it has nothing to do with starbucks it has to do with the it has everything to do with starbucks six times 30 it's <laughs>
0: 180 dollars every month but that's just
1: like a consistent over the thing. course that's of the year of that's over a
0: thousand dollars a year on okay. coffee we get it we get it we, get do, we it. do we get it? i don't care about starbucks do we you drink it? as much starbucks I need as you need to keep are, people accountable as long as right? it's on your check as long yourself, yourself it's in your money before plan. you wreck yourself care. in your bank account <laughs> all right now last reason why we think you should be on the same page with your wealth, with your management, with your budget, is it's important to have transparency. Mm, we already, it's yeah. important to have shared responsibility, mm-hmm. right? You're both actively involved in making the financial decisions and taking ownership of the household finals, fi- uh, finances.
1: Finances. You did a great uh, job. Da, 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 da. Great, great landing. I think this actually, okay, here, this makes a huge difference even in the scenario where, You are the person who is the uh, homemaker taking care of the children, rearing, um, you know, making sure the house is clean. You bring your concerns to the table. The one thing that I hear a lot from like couples is that they don't understand what I go through. They don't understand what I go through to be able to provide the meals, to clean the house, to do all these things. Well, if you don't talk about it, how are you gonna know? So using that space that you guys are talking about finances and they're saying okay well these are the places that money needs to go and you say hey I really am finding that I would really like to have more clean or green oper- you know green products in the house because I'm noticing this that and the other right that is a financial implic that's a financial like um conversation that needs to be had cuz it affects that, right? If you want to go get a whole cow because it's more cost effective over the course of a quarter as opposed to you going to the store every day. If you want to go get chickens because, you know, that's going to be so much more cost effective to have your own eggs. Like the list goes on. I know I'm painting a picture of a specific like type of homemaker, but I mean there are lots of different types. All I'm saying here is that you will be able to hear your needs and your your concerns and Wow, you really do a lot for the family. When you're having these conversations and see how it affects the finances, you're going to have like that that conversation is still very much um needed.
0: Absolutely. So, today we talked about we kind of introduced, right? I almost yeah. consider this this episode very introductory, right? We talked about why it's so critical, why it's so important to be on the same page with your partner about money. We talked kind of about some of the reasons why there might just be one person who's money minded mm-hmm. and one isn't and then we went into pretty much why we disagree with that entire notion. Like mm-hmm. we really do believe that you and your partner should be yoked up pulling Yoke 12,000 up. pounds instead of a measly 3, yes. right? Quadruple your efforts, your work. Yep. So that's where we're at now. Where are we going next cast?
1: My favorite conversation that we have is our safe place conversation. And no, it's not what you think it is. Because every time I say, oh, have you heard about our safe word? People look at us weird. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Go back. No, has nothing to do with sex. Okay. Um, Get your heart out of the gutter. Should we have
0: a safe word for that, though?
1: Okay. So (laughs) safe place. Um, This is a conversational tactic that we learned actually from a Bible study we had at church. And... It really changed the way we had conversations, especially outside of money, but it does help in the money conversations, but also about things that are happening in our personal life. So we're gonna talk to you guys in the next episode about how to create a safe place. Um, And that's our Grand Fam episode, right?
0: That is our Grand Fam episode. So you will have to be a subscriber Mm -hmm. in order to get access to that content, to find out really how to hash out that conversation and, and create that safe space with your partner. And if you figure out how to create a safe space, that literally touches every conversation if you could ever every have. Every conversation, whether it's about money, whether it's about dreams, whether it's about sex, whether it's about work, career—doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This conversation, the way we're going to outline this, it'll benefit you
1: in, in every every aspect of your life, every area. Um, so definitely, if you have not taken the, the opportunities to look at Grant Fam, check it out um, because that conversation is so has been. Very critical in the way that we communicate because the way I communicate about things is so different than how he communicates. And once we both learned each other's communication style and we have this safe place in, in place, it made a huge difference.
0: So here's what I want you to do as we're closing out this episode. I want you and your spouse, or just you, think about you know, which grouping or which category do you fall in, right? Mm-hmm. In your relationship, are you both money-minded? Or is just one of you Mm money-minded, and if that's the case, is it traditional gender roles? Mm -hmm. Is it unequal income? Does one make significantly more than the other? Is it trust? Is it knowledge? Is it time? You know, I guess you might not admit it out loud, but is someone trying to keep the other person in the dark on purpose so they can? You
1: might have been doing it innocently.
0: Have their lifestyle cramped? I don't know. Yeah. But think about where you fall in line. You know, and if you don't have a spouse or partner, then think about you know. Where are you at with your financial management? Mm -hmm. And
1: communicate. Do you have a community that you can communicate around finances? Do you have a sounding board that you can talk to, be around other people who are making those money moves so that even though you can't be equally yoked as a teammate, as we just said, you can be equally yoked in a community of people who have have goals of leveling up their finances. That's a great place for you to start.
0: And it'll help you pull significantly more than you could pull before. Correct. All right. Because there's
1: a team mindset there. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys Mm -hmm. so much for listening to episode nine. We're one episode away from our double digit Mm -hmm. episode, which is pretty incredible to think that, well, we're going to talk about our safe space. I mean, that is very special. That is pretty special. That is very special. But this is my wife, Kimberly Graham, the financial coach. My name is Dan, I'm the educator, and we are the Affluent Marriage Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go live in love and walk in wealth.
1: Have a great one, guys. We'll see you next time.